and welcome to Same Minds. I'm Natya. And I'm Ellie. And we're probably the same person. So Ellie, I have a question for you this week. Sure. Why do we use filler words when we speak? I think it's like our brain stalling, like the little loading screen on a computer. It's like, we don't know what to say, so we'll throw in something we know how to say. That's fair. <laughs> that would yeah. be my guess. I don't know. I... I was especially just considering it, because especially editing the podcast, you just hear all the like, um, <laughs> and like pauses and yeah. stuff. And it's just, why do we do that? Uh. I just did it. I just said, uh, because I'm stalling, because I don't yeah. know what to say. Um, I think it's really just our brain going, we don't know how to respond to this, but we also don't like silence. Yeah, so I looked it up, and a lot of the time when we use it in our podcast, it's sort of a aforementioned, like, I'm gonna say something, I just don't have anything to say mm. yet. So it'll be like a filled silence, where it's indicating to the other person that I'm going to say something, I'm just working yeah. on it. I didn't find, like, a definitive, this is definitely why we use it, but there were some guesses. Uh, it's that you're more conscious about what you're saying. It can be for politeness, because it's less formal, so you're not, like, coming off with so much confidence, I guess. I don't know, that one didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, another reason was to help other people process what you're saying, which I thought was interesting. Because it's not just that you need to know what you're saying, it's that other people also need to know what you're saying. It's like you give them a little pause in there to, to contemplate. Okay. Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite reason so far. It seems the least, uh, my brain is not working at this moment. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the one that made the most sense to me is the filled silence, where you're indicating you're going to speak so mm -hmm. that the other person doesn't, like, interject. But. And so they don't think you're, like, ignoring them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. We like to be polite humans, unless we're actively trying to be rude. Yeah, I saw a study about uncomfortable questions and, like, how often people are willing to ask uncomfortable questions. And they did studies with, like, small monetary things. So, like, you, if you ask a more uncomfortable question, you get paid a little bit more. Not a lot, so, like, the incentive was fairly small. But people were really hesitant to ask, like, even strangers uncomfortable huh. questions. See, that's not, like, if I was getting paid to do it, I think I would just go, because <laughs> I am my mother's daughter, and I could see her asking very yeah. uncomfortable questions just out of the thoughts of her mind. Anyway. I mean, it is fair to say that the, like, the monetary incentive was very, yeah. very low. So it's not like they're paying you, like, ten bucks, they're paying you, like, oh. ten cents more, which is okay. sort of like, is that enough to overcome... <laughs> how uncomfortable it's going to be. Well, maybe but... not then, because I wouldn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because people would not ask the questions because they were worried about making the other person uncomfortable, which is, like, this mm -hmm. cool consideration of how, even if the person's a stranger. Uh, but the strangers, most of the time, didn't feel <laughs> uncomfortable, but the people asking it perceived that they would, so they hesitated to ask, which is really interesting. <laughs> that feels very in keeping with human nature. But like, what? Are they going <laughs> to think about this? And then they're like, nee, 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 nee. like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, I have two questions for you. Along the lines of like, is Ooh. hot dog a sandwich sort of thing? <laughs> uh. Okay, so tomato's a fruit. Right? Only in the I bare mean, sense of the word. But... <laughs> I've never eaten a vegetable, but sure. So if tomato is considered a fruit, 
Does that mean ketchup should be considered a jam? No. But why not? Because ketchup is technically a fruit because we like to characterize things. But let's all admit it. (laughs) Saying a tomato is a fruit is a stupid categorization. And ketchup is not a jam because you can't just follow the same stupid categorization. We have to go, hey, wait a second. Would I eat ketchup like a jam? No. Having said that, I did have friends that would spread ketchup on bread and eat it. So uh, for them, it's a jam. But also... They shouldn't be accepted into society, and thank goodness they stopped doing that. So, you know. Yeah, human categorization is kind of weird, because, like, by our definitions, a coconut could be a mammal, right? It has hair, produces milk, there you go. But it's It's not. It's also a plant, (laughs) so. Um, And then the second question. You know how, like, mermaids for us are, like, human versions, but, like, with a tail? Yes. So, for scorpions, are lobsters mermaids? Because... For scorpions, are lobsters mermaids? Are lobsters the mermaid version of scorpions? Do I know what both a scorpion <laughs> and a lobster looks like? Okay, a lobster is like the red no, one. Okay. You see Ellie, it. <laughs> no, I know what they look like, but like, I feel like... Because the comparison is that they both have the claws or the tail, because... Like, scorpions technically have... I don't think they look that similar, which is the issue here. I think they have a similar, um... I would say waist up, but they don't have a... Like, tail... Base of tail upwards? They have a similar head-to-claw ratio. I don't know. They might be in the same family. Their heads look very different. Wait, okay. We're we're looking up photos (laughs) because my brain cannot... Okay, but what if there was just a mermaid who looked like a person, but, like, a very different person than me? Would they not be a mermaid anymore? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Right, but, like, I feel like, like, it's one thing to be, like, oh, yeah, mermaids. Wait. They're both part of the same group. So they are in the same kind of family branch thing. Yeah, but, like, I'm looking at pictures now, and, like, (laughs) they look different. Like, they're clearly not the same. But if they're in the same group... I'm in the same group with humans who look nothing like me. You're also in the same group with monkeys. Oh, true, true. If I saw a monkey with a mer- <laughs> with like a mermaid tail, I would be like, oh, a mermaid. I'd be like, what's wrong with that monkey? <laughs> you know? That's, that's fair. Like, because there's different types of scorpion. And if there is a different scorpion with something, then it would be a scorpion mermaid. Okay. But, like, it's kind of like human to monkey- scorpion to lobster is the way I feel because they don't like they look kind of the same but not that much the same okay that's fair maybe I just like imagining the little mermaid but with scorpions and lobsters (laughs) (laughs) yeah also I must have my location on because the second picture that shows up is like buy buttery lobster rolls in your city and I'm like okay oh man okay that was the two questions yeah that That was was two two, right can I count Congratulations. Ellie, I have a superhero idea for you. And I heard this super about the superhero on a podcast. And it's a reputable podcast, so I feel like it's true. I also could not find any documentation for the superhero, so I don't know if it is, but like I'm I'm putting my faith in the podcast that I heard it from. Okay. Having said don't that, don't put I, your faith in this one, though, listeners. No, no, no. Let, let's be clear. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not 
how that works. We are not reputable. The other podcast is known to be reputable. So that aside, now that we've put out our forewarning, uh, I think this is a Marvel superhero, but like one from the archives. I'm going to give you the name and I want you to guess what the superhero is and sort of what the storyline is. The superhero is called The Paper Hanger. <laughs> okay. Um, let's think here. So, basically, they have a paper castle, like a paper fortress, and everything inside is paper. And they have the ability to animate paper to do whatever they want. So they can use paper to make a computer because they have that power. Or they can make it fly around or hang from the ceiling, whatever they want to do. And the storyline is that there's two bad guys, one that has, like, the power of fire and one that has the power of water. And he has to figure he has to figure out how to or she actually it wasn't like paper hanger man or anything so it could be a she um, <laughs> has to try and figure out a way to play them off each other because he can't come into direct battle because both fire and water wreck paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a significantly more interesting <laughs> plot. I mean, I don't know. The, okay, so the actual plot of the superhero is this superhero is a handyman. Uh, and the handyman puts up wallpaper. <laughs> which is a pretty anticlimactic way to start. Uh, and what this person does is the superhero, I think it is a man, is going to solve world hunger for us, which is great. Like, we love superheroes yeah. focused on realistic issues and more than just fighting crime. Uh, he does this by planting seeds inside the wallpaper he's putting up in home. <laughs> so he's creating modern agriculture to help solve world hunger. Oh my gosh. This is a thing? You didn't see this coming. There's no way to see this coming. No. In the end of this comic book series, or potentially even just one comic book, I don't know. Again, I couldn't find any information, which is a little sketchy. This superhero gets blown up. Just straight up blown up. Like, death. But you know what? That's okay. Because it turns out that he was Hitler the entire time? Yes! I, f- I f- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why have you heard of it? I this? haven't heard of it. I found it. I looked it up. Oh, what? It's. I looked it up and didn't find anything. Has so like, that's odd. It's like a website. It's like... Hitler the paper hanger? Question mark. And then it's got all the information. Right, but that's all I could find. And I don't know where it comes from. I want to read the comic, but I can't <laughs> find the comic. What sort of, like, he's literally just a handyman that's going to solve world hunger that's also Hitler. Like, what <laughs> happened? And he just gets blown up. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it a series of comics or is it just the one? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. That's awesome, though. I would read that. I would read that. I would be much more inclined to read paper, like someone that can animate paper, but both of their villains are just absolutely beat paper. Dude, wait, a comic book about rock, paper, and scissors? It could be in Marvel, and then Korg could be the the rock. (laughs) That'd be good. So next... I you've probably seen it because we have the same Pinterest page, but there was just a little post uh, that said like, 
You know why we squeeze babies when we find them really cute or whatever? What? Do you know why we squeeze babies when we find them very cute? I'm scared. <laughs> it's called, they call it cute aggression. Great. That's terrifying. <laughs> and it's essentially like you get so overwhelmed by an object being cute, but your brain can't satisfy that, so it throws an anger to balance it out. <laughs> it's the panic of your emotion button. It's like, I don't know what's happening! This thing is too cute! Panic! So it's like, if you find yourself incapacitated by how cute a baby is, so much that you can't take care of it, that baby's gonna starve. So you gotta figure out a way to get over it. And that's awesome! Like... That's why we, like, that's why, like, you always see the grandparents pinching their grandkids' cheeks or anything. Yeah, that's really bad in Asia. <laughs> I, my parents have a story where I'm, like, in the shopping cart at a supermarket or something, and my dad just hears me scream, like, stop it! And he turns around, there's, like, this horde of Asian ladies that are just, like, dispersing from me. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Part of, they were all angry at you, too, though, is what we're learning. They thought you were really cute, but they were also very angry. It's very weird. <laughs> it's a very I know, weird it, thing. I, I was reading about it. I was like, this is, this is weird. And they did it by showing people pictures and then having them do a survey about how much they agree with, like, I really want to squeeze that, <laughs> or I really want to pinch their cheek, or I really want to bite them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> bite yeah. them? When they're so cute, you're forced into cannibalism. <laughs> well, it's like that, uh, like, you look so delicious, I want to take a bite out of you, or whatever. And it's just a really creepy sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but do people mean that literally, or is it just because it's, like, a colloquial phrase? I don't know. That one's kind of the iffiest out of them. But, like, you see something cute, you're like, I want to hug it. And then if it's within reach, you, you hug it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't understand that emotion, Ellie. Hug, please. Say yes. <laughs> yeah, when we were younger, Ellie would really like giving hugs, and I did not like hugs It hasn't so really much, changed. So. <laughs> no, it hasn't. But in any case, but my parents would make me um, ask to hug them for consent reasons. But so I would just walk up to Matty and I'd be like, hug, please. Say yes. And then hug her without her being able to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely undermines the whole consent True, thing yes. a little do bit. True, not, yes. Do not learn about that from my two-year-old self, please. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, not the most qualified educators, no. two-year-olds. Typically not. Did you know fire trucks have two drivers? What? Like, like a plane? So <laughs> <laughs> but like... <laughs> That's a good response to that. Yeah, I guess planes have two pilots. No, like, you know the, like, big fire trucks? They're apparently called tiller fire trucks, like, the really long ones where they've got the, like, ladder on the roof. They're, like, your mm -hmm. classic yeah. fire truck. If you're thinking of a fire truck, you're probably thinking of a tiller fire truck. They're so big that they have another driver for, like, the back portion of the truck. So it's because you're driving in a city or something, right? So, like, sharp turns and stuff is just too big. <laughs> So they have another driver driving the back of it. I to did help not with that. know that. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I can just like imagine you like in the back. 
I that's funny because like I've been inside fire trucks and stuff when they would come to camps and things and they'd be like, "Do the fire truck." I never saw another steering wheel. Huh. Yeah. I don't know that much about it, so that might be all completely wrong. That's, but I think it's true. It, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you get the the transport trucks who have to do the wide turns, and if you have to do a sharp turn because you're trying to get yes. somewhere fast as a first responder, it makes sense that you would need another another uh, set of controls. Yeah. You know what I always thought needed it, though? Those big, like, accordion buses? It always weirded me out that the second bit didn't have a separate driver, because it's, like, this slinky thing that's attaching them. You know, they have, like, this, like, movable thing in well, between, I, I've, so it kind of, like, goes in it. I no, mean, I've I seen just that on subways, to you? but subways follow a track, so it's not really as necessary. I've seen it on buses. I might be crazy, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it on buses. Have Have you seen them in buses in Canada? No, I don't think so. Oh, so that might be why. It could totally be a thing, and I just don't know. It could also be not a thing, and my memory is just <laughs> really bad, so... It could also be a thing in Canada, and I just wouldn't know. So. There's lots of <laughs> lots of choices, but we probably won't find out the truth because we don't care that much. Okay. So, you know, like everyone was like, 2020 is the worst year ever, all this is happening. And historians have, like, collectively decided, no, 2020 isn't the worst year. It was 536 AD. Sick. How, however... If I read it, it sounds an awful lot like 2020. <laughs> I think <laughs> like it's, it's safe to say 2020 collectively for humanity is the worst year in recent history. Recent history, yes. But 536 <laughs> AD. Because essentially, Icelandic volcano erupted spewing ash and dense fog covering a lot of the world. And I was Ice like, the, f- the forest fires too. At okay. the beginning of this year, the smog everywhere. Yeah. So this is like... And then there was a plague. I don't know what you're talking about. That hasn't happened in 2020. (laughs) And then there was war, which hasn't happened, but not for lack of trying on some very significant parties' (laughs) efforts. But good news likely won't happen, because we all just die if we have a war, which is good. (laughs) True. But it's just, like, this is the worst year ever, but it's also very similar to this year. It's almost as if there's a limited variety of bad things that can happen. Yeah, that, like, and every once in a while, impact people. every once in a while, you just have to have them happen all at once. Just to remind us how good we have it when only one of them happens, we need all of them <laughs> at once. Yeah, <laughs> just in case we forget. I have a series of dialogue lines for you. This is oh. a conversation that happened in my family a little while ago. Uh, it starts... You know what we should keep in the pantry? <laughs> the immediate reply, pants? <laughs> Long pause. Do they come from the same word? <laughs> we looked it up later. Uh, the obvious answer is, in fact, the correct answer. No, they don't come from the same <laughs> word. Are you dumb? Uh, Following that sentence, why is it called a building if it's already built? Without a moment of hesitation, <laughs> we can fix it. Building. <laughs> what? Who said pants in the first dialogue? Which one of your family said pants? I don't remember. Oh, so sad. I have my guesses, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's either me or Isaac. Yeah? My guess was Isaac. <laughs> anyway. Buildings. 
It's very bad. It's it's not wrong though. Like, why do but we like, do that? Well, English is very messed. If you're gonna fix one part of English, you might as well fix all of English. <laughs> Total rehaul. Overhaul. Wait. Have you seen there's videos of people who are like, this is what English would sound like if everything was pronounced consistently. And they'll like say <laughs> sentences and it's so weird. I have, yeah. And um one thing I, I saw on the internet this this past week. You know the word finally? Yeah. You can picture it in your head like it's spelling. I, I'm not that reliable at spelling, but yes. So if you divide it after the I, it it should say fine or finale, essentially. But it says finally. And then if you d- divide it after the I, what does that or mean? Or after the after the N. So it's like fin oh. alley. Yes. That's how it yes. should be pronounced. And then if you look at the word uh-huh. finale which is final with an E at the end, it's finally. <laughs> because English makes no sense. It's just yeah. four other languages in a trench coat that are drunk. Like I, think, <laughs> I think we've said that on this podcast before. Probably. It's just, yeah. We decided we don't actually want to do any work. We're just going to take everything else. Yeah, I mean... If it isn't broke, combine it with seven other not broke languages to create something that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, English. Like, my mom teaches English, and I cannot imagine trying to learn it if it wasn't your first <laughs> language. Like, especially spelling. Well, I feel like the nice thing about English is it's lenient enough where you can sort of just say anything and people will kind of get what you mean. Like, I know there's some languages where words are very specific, but, like, English, like, if you mean a cat, you can say, like, a dog enemy. And, like, I would get what Mm -hmm. you mean, you know? True. But I think especially if you're mispronouncing a word, you have to have the syllables right. Because you can mispronounce the actual letters or replace it, and we'll still get what you meant. Like, if a child is like, I want spaghetti for dinner, you're like, spaghetti. Got it. Yeah. But if someone pronounced the syllables, like, opposite, you'd be like, Sorry? What? That's true. When my parents lived in Sri Lanka, my dad will comment on that the Indian accent, they just add syllables into words, and it makes it so hard to understand anything. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I kind of do that if I don't like the way a word sounds. It annoys my mom. <laughs> do it. There's no right way to speak English. Uh, yeah, like I always say caricature, because I don't like cur- cur- oh, I can't even say Car- it now. Caricature. I can't say it either. <laughs> it's like Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. You know how usually people try to talk clearly on podcasts <laughs> and be coherent? Not here. We'll just We're just going to attempt to say Worcestershire microphone. sauce for eight minutes now, okay? Worcestershire. I can't spell it either. <laughs> Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. That's definitely wrong. It's much easier to say though. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, for topical topic, I figured we talk about the royal family because I don't know much else that's going on right now. So, Wait. um, like way even before the pandemic started, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan. Who knows? That, that. Princess. Let's go with princess. It's, it's the most natural choice. It, yeah, if it's wrong, don't come at us. Anyway, 
left the royal family, like, on a trial basis sort of thing. They're like, we don't... It's weird that you can leave on a trial basis. Because <laughs> they're like, we want to leave. And I think the royal family was like, we don't want you to leave. So then they're like, we'll try it for a year, and if you don't like it, then come back. Um, mm-hmm. It's like when you, your parents signs you up for something that you don't want to go to, and they're like, just try it for a day, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then see how you feel about it. And, um, but now they've announced that they're formally, finally just leaving. They're like, goodbye. We don't want you. It's weird that this is the news that you pick up with when you have low access to news. This is what you still get. This is what I hear on the radio when I'm driving to school in the morning. Uh, This is what they want to talk about. But, um, yeah. And so Prince, wow, that was a lot of filler words, speaking of. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Prince... I'm leaving them all in this episode. Filler word special. <laughs> but the main reason is because the media was really targeting uh, his wife. And he blames the mm-hmm. media for the death of his mom, Princess Diana. It's princess. I'm, I'm just saying it. We're going with it. So there... He blames the media for his mom's death? Uh, yeah. Why did his mom die? Isn't there a conspiracy theory? Uh, there is a conspiracy theory. I'm not sure what it is. But she died while tr- in a car with her, like, boyfriend at the time, running away from photographers who are trying to take pictures of them. Ooh. Okay, so he's not totally <laughs> off base. He's not wrong. Yeah. So, and then they got in a car crash, and none of the photographers helped them. They took pictures, so... I mean, that's definitely a little bit unethical. And, like, before that, like, they were... The press went wildly from criticizing her and loving her, and it was a whole thing. So, yeah, they've left. That's cool. I really didn't have anything to talk about for Topical Topic this week. (laughs) We are introducing a new special segment, though. Uh, where it's called Future Forecast right now. We'll see if we remember that (laughs) and keep it. But basically, we're going to try and predict what next week or two weeks from now... Next week, because that's when we're going to... No, next week, because we're going to post this. And by next week, this is going to be a little we're always in a time like, well, we're going to figure out what (laughs) next week's news will be, but you will hear from us in two weeks. Three weeks? In one week. I don't understand how time works, okay? (laughs) We're gonna try and predict the news at the time this actually gets posted, essentially. But that'll be a week from now. Yes, and you will hear us guess it a week after that. A week after we guess, right? We're trying to guess when they'll hear it, what the news will be. Okay, well, when they hear it is two weeks from now. (laughs) Two weeks from now? I thought you put... I thought it was posted every Friday, every other Friday. Oh my goodness. Anyway. I don't know what's happening. You, we're going to try and guess what happens two weeks from now then. The next time. In the future. That's why it's called future forecast, not one week or two week forecast, because we can't figure out how timing works. And the more I think about it, the more Ellie seems right, but we're just going to move on because I like to be right. Future forecast. Right. What do we think is going to be the big thing? All right. Well, what were the big things this week? You probably would have come into contact more with news than I um, did. I saw some weird stuff this week. Uh, conspiracy theory about the snow in Texas being fake. Also, the snow in Texas in general. Uh, but the snow in Texas being fake because people were, like, burning it 
but it just sublimates them. And they're like, look, it doesn't melt. And people were like, you've never been to school. So that's fun. (laughs) Indian farmers protests still going. Canada decided that the Uyghur, I don't know how to pronounce it. The concentration camps in China are indeed concentration camps, according to our government now. So that's that's news. Yeah. I, that's all I can think of, of off the top of my head, but... Okay, so what do you think will happen next week? I think there'll be at least one headline about what Joe Biden's doing, because... Probably, that's like an easy guess. My guess is that there will be a massive hot air balloon explosion. I think that's in our future, as far as news goes, (laughs) and I hope no one will be injured. And I've also just said a thing, and if it happens now, I look cool, but the likelihood is low. (laughs) Okay, and then I think, I think, uh, you can edit this bit out while I'm thinking. Filler word, (laughs) podcast, no editing! Um, I think that there will be a huge recall on fortune cookies. (laughs) <laughs> because of misprints in their messages that are very, that hurt many people's feelings. This is going to be a great fit until we're actually right, and then we're going to have to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mine is the fortune cookie recall. Yours is the hot air balloon. Explosion. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see. Are we going <laughs> to review this next time? We yes. to see Someone if we're right. write it okay. down. We should write it down. Or just remember it or something. Okay. Topical topic. Another one of our special segments. Man, we like not topical. No, mine topic. was topical topic. Here's this what's your take? take? Another one of our special segments. Uh, this week, I want to know what's your take on good music. And I'd like to clarify. I'm not necessarily asking what you think good music yeah. is. <laughs> I'm asking, do you think there is good music, and do you think there is universal good music? Hmm. Are we talking strictly about the musical component or lyrical, too? You can go with whatever you want. Okay, so musically, there is technical skill. Like, I have to learn that for vocal music. I learn what's technically good in composition. So, I mean, that's, like, by the book, good music. However, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, not everyone likes it. (laughs) So, (laughs) it still depends on opinion. Um... Lyrically is more of an opinion basis because it has to be something that you like to listen to. Like, I don't like lyrics that are about things I can't relate to, typically, or that don't, like, make me like the song. That's that's such a stupid definition. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't like lyrics that don't make me like them. It's a good definition. I hear that's what you want to do in definition. Well, I didn't want to leave just can't relate to because I like some breakup songs or whatever, and I don't. I've never mm. had a, like a real breakup, so like I don't technically relate to it. I just like the song and the words. <laughs> so like as as someone who enjoys poetry, I like things with a good rhyme scheme, with a good syllable count, with with a compelling motif. But other people may prefer um, rap, which is heavily based on rhyme, but not so much motif or something like that. So I think lyrically it's opinionated, opinionated, uh, but musically there is a technical definition of good. 
technical definition, but the technical definition doesn't always correlate with what people actually think, right? No. <laughs> See, <laughs> but that's the matter of opinion. Like, what I think is good music is not what um, my brother Jed thinks is good music. And vice versa. I don't like his music. He doesn't like my music. We kind of tolerate it. But <laughs> it's weird because the arts is so subjective in mm-hmm. that sense, and that there's no way to be like, this is good in a way that's subjective. Mm-hmm. There's also no way to objectively say what art is, even. True. I mean, that's what, how you see, like, that banana that got taped to the wall, like, a year ago. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we watched. In class, we watched a documentary. It was really good. I forget what it was called. Oh, it was like Leave Through the Gift Shop or something. But it was with Banksy and about street art and about this guy who tried to make a documentary about Banksy. It was really interesting. And it kind of brings into idea the question of like, what is art and what can you do with it? Mm -hmm. I think art in its most basic sense is uh, making something creative. But then that gets like, question when you like draw from the internet or something something that's already been done because it's no longer technically your creativity at work but it's still art Mm -hmm. and (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) it's yeah you can't really define it in my opinion I'm sure someone could come up with some technical definition (laughs) but I'm yeah I can't (laughs) I mean I don't know how the dictionary people do it because they have to right Mm -hmm. And Granted, they don't have to be specific. I think a way of recognizing good music is if you look at it a few years after to see, like, not necessarily how popular it is, because I don't listen to Beatles music, but I know who the Beatles are because they had that impact with their music. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the question of the exposure effect, mm-hmm. which is if you're exposed to something, they find you are more inclined to like it more. So could it just be like the nostalgia of, like, parents liked it, so parents played it, so now kids like it because parents played it, and it's all just a lot of exposure is why we like it. Well, I'd say that that's true, but in, like, a more broad sense. So I haven't listened to a lot of music from cultures other than North American because I'm not exposed to that, so I'd be less likely to listen to those kinds of music because I'm not used to it. Um, However, I think within my family... Uh, my mom likes talk radio, so <laughs> there's that. Um, I like more pop and then some alternative. Ethan's very alternative. Jed is rock, like classic rock. And dad <laughs> is somewhere in there. He's like everything. So I think it's less on exposure within the family as exposure within the world, so within your worldview, because most of the songs I like I've heard on the radio. Okay. I just want to share before we end this sign-off that I'm definitely stealing directly from another <laughs> podcast. It goes, take care of yourself, and if you can, someone else too, which is just so Aww. cute. We should also say uh, the one from Community, the like, may your, may, your dream, may your nightmares be something's chasing me scary and not grandma died scary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yours is much cuter though. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, there's nothing as cute as referencing the death of loved ones. So, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. We're probably the same person, and goodbye.